Hello, I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Country Music Podcast. So how you feeling, Jordan? I'm feeling better than I was last time. Doing doing all right. My my sores have went away. So oh, healed up and ready to run a race. Yeah, well, I don't know about no race, but I'm ready to do something. I'm ready to do this podcast. That's what's up. We I'm got excited. a very special one, man. I'm, I'm so excited about this one. Me too. I, I think this is the first artist that you've ever been so equally excited about. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a huge fan of the of the one we're talking about tonight. I'm pretty excited. So uh, let's kick this off the best way that we know how and the way that we were raised by giving a five second um, moment of silence for the thirteen soldiers that we lost. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, you can't ever come up with the right words to say to, no. to truly honor them. You know, you, you can say anything you want and it's still not right. enough. It's, I mean, they, they sacrificed everything for, well, I mean. Our freedom to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it, it's just, it's amazing. So, uh, with, with that being said, I have a list of some celebrities who have given condolences. Mr. Jason Aldean and his wife, Brittany. Caitlin mm-hmm. Brown, Kane Brown's uh, wife. John Party, Luke Bryant, Ray Lynn, Kid Rock, Angelina Jolene, Chris Lane, Thomas Rhett, Chris Rock, and Tyler Perry. Now, those are the, the biggest ones that showed up on my end who had uh, given condolences to him also right. brantley gilbert donut uh, dedicates a song that he just released called gone but not forgotten to the military soldiers killed in afghanistan mm-hmm. uh david lee murphy talked about before mr dust on the bottle tested positive for covid19 and cancels the shows this week mm-hmm. mr david allen Coe, i'm sure you know that name yeah, yeah. I choked Linda Lovelace. Yep. He is hospitalized <laughs> in uh over COVID nineteen. Well, you know what? Uh, COVID has done a number on a lot of you know, people in the music industry. Uh a lot of people who are just everyday people like you and me. Um it's yeah, some people say that it's not real and all this. It's very real. And for some people, I mean, it's more than they can take. And, it, you know, everybody accepts it you know, different. I mean, some people it doesn't affect at all. Then you know, some people it you know, takes their life from them. Right. So, um, yeah, I think, I think we all just need to, you know, really uh, look, you know, <clears throat> do the research and you know, figure out what all we need to do you know, for our own safety. Yeah, don't worry what everybody else tells you to do, whether it's, you know, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. You got to do what's what's best for you. Um, And at the end of the day, you got to weigh your uh, pros and cons and you have to weigh them without any kind of bias in your head. Um, Yeah. And, and, you know, just 
stay in your own lane. You know, if you enjoy the mask, if it makes you feel safe, wear it. If you don't enjoy it, like me and Carrie Underwood, you know, we re- we we respect the people that do. You know, yeah. keep your yeah. own space. That's another thing. People want to be all up in your business, and if we can just give each other the space that we expect to receive. Yeah. You know, and of course the common stuff. You know, don't be licking door handles. Huh. <laughs> you know that may be uh, a good thing to not do. Yeah. So also, <laughs> this is the last bit of country music news that I have. The 2021 Bonnaroo Festival has officially canceled. What? So that's not going to be happening. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever been to that? I have not. I've always wanted to go, but I've never been. Now, okay, tell me if you know so much about it because I I don't know anything about it. Is it is it people that are like folk singers, country singers, or because I've seen all kinds of names there. Does it really have a title? Yeah, it's called Bonnaroo. <laughs> well, I know that, but I mean, like music, like it's it not one genre; it's every genre. It's every genre. So it's, I mean, it's kind of like a country Woodstock. It's not even just country. I mean, Little Wayne's there a lot. Yeah, um, Eminem's been there. It's you know, rock and roll. It's it's country. It's you. It, you know, gospel music. You name it. It's there. So it's like a big jukebox festival. It's basically. essentially there is a stage for everybody there. Whatever kind of music you like one of the top artists in the world is there at it. And it's like a, a three-day festival where there's always somebody playing on every stage. It's 24 hours a day really? for three days, nonstop. Like yes. 10, 30 o'clock in the morning? Like, it don't matter if it's 6 in the morning, somebody's playing. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, odds are it's not going to be somebody real big at, like, you know the bad times right right but you know there's always somebody playing yeah wow well without further ado i believe we have a great intro to kick off this next one are you ready i'm definitely ready all right here we go Well, my buckle makes impressions on the inside of her thigh. There are little feathered engines where we tussle through the night. If I'd known she was religious, then I wouldn't have came stone to the house of such an angel. Fucked up to get back. Mr. Timothy Tyler Childers. Man, I'm such a big fan of him. And he's younger than me. That's what's weird. <laughs> he, he, you know, and when you look at him, you wouldn't think that. He's kind of close to mine your age, really. Yeah, that's true. He's very young. And, like, a lot of the photos that I've seen of him, he reminds me of, like, somebody in a Western. He reminds me of a whole bunch of dudes I used to work with at a factory. Really? Honestly. Yeah, I mean, just, just he's, yeah. Uh, yeah, thin. It's got that mustache. Did you know that he is five nine? Yeah, I did not. Yeah, I mean, I kind of figured he wasn't, you know, a big tall giant like Trace Atkins, but I right. knew he wasn't as short as Kenny Chesney. Uh, right. But yeah, he's five nine. 
Uh, he was born June 21st, 1991 in Lawrence County, Kentucky. Yep. That's where he was born. So, the uh, number one song at his birth was The Thunder Rolls on the countryside. Yeah. Now, popish side was Paula Abdul, Rush, Rush, Bye. That song. Do you remember mm-hmm. that song? Somewhat. Okay. I remember Paula Abdul you know, when she was in her heyday. Well, you want to hear something really crazy? Nine months before that was Garth again with Friends in Low Places. Mm-hmm. And on the other side was Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> so wow. that could have that could have been a crazy uh time. Huh. Man, so he that, had some real big hit Garth songs at that I time. I know. And it was like that was the time that Garth was kind of trying to own the radio, you know? He wasn't trying, he did own the radio. That's true. Yeah. He owned it for like seven years. Yeah. Well, so and uh, his so his dad was a coal miner, his mom was a nurse. Uh, I think for was, a while his dad only worked in the coal mine for a, a while, but yeah. Do, do you have other information of the kind of work I mean, that he did? I just know he did work in a coal mine for a while, but he done other things as well. Like it, it wasn't wasn't what he did the majority of the time. You know, Tyler right. was growing up. But he did it for a significant amount of time where it affected his life a little bit. You know how if you're anybody who works in a coal mine, you know, there are health risks that you take and the money is not always worth it. It's you know kind of dangerous. And I mean, Tyler sings about it in his songs about, you know, uh, coal and, you know, working in coal mines. And it's because it's what he relates to. Yeah, well, like his daddy told him, you know, keep your nose to the grindstone. That's right. So yeah. you don't end up on the pills because you got a fucked up back, you know? That's right, yeah. So so uh, he learned to sing in church. He became a choir boy at the Free Will Baptist Church, which is a pretty well-known name. Uh, yeah. A lot of churches use that, Free Will Baptist <laughs> Church. Uh, yeah. Tyler has two brothers. Uh, he started playing guitar at the age of 13. He loved classic rock like his father did in 80s country, Alabama, Ricky Skaggs, and Hank Jr. Uh, that town there, Lawrence County, it's close to West Virginia and also a, a big area called the Big Sandy River. Have you ever heard of the Big Sandy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that whole area there... uh. Let's see, out of that area, uh, uh, let's see, Johnson County is famous for Chris Stapleton, Loretta Lynn, Crystal Gale. Did you know that? I definitely did. Yeah. I actually got to check out Loretta's place, man. If you guys are ever in that area, you want to see it. It is surreal. Mm. Yeah, it is. That's a beautiful area. Yeah. So at the time that uh, he was 15, his grandfather uh, passed away, and that kind of turned him over to bluegrass sound and to honor his grandpa. After you know, graduation, he attended Western Kentucky University. He, I think yeah. he graduated high school in 2009. He did. Uh, at- 
High School and Johnson went to Clayton. Clayton High School. Yep, he had his he had his choices. He could have went to Johnson Central, yeah. which is a perennial powerhouse in football. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they're really good. Well, Somehow, a bunch of a bunch of mountain men playing for them. Right, you know. Essentially, I think all these kids, they you know, pull them out of the mountains, and they're all, you know, six foot five, three hundred pounds, and they say, "Hey, play football," and that's all they know. So, right. but uh, but yeah, he uh, he graduated from Paintsville High in two thousand nine. Attended my alma mater, Western Kentucky University. Go Hill. Oh, is that where you went? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, I went three different places. I went to UK, I went to Murray State, and I graduated from Western. Well, you did uh, a little traveling. I did. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my life, and I still haven't figured that out. But, uh, yeah. I got you. I got a degree that just got me in debt. That's a whole other story. We'll uh, <laughs> yeah. save that for another day. Yeah, right. Uh, so, he attended Western for a semester and decided he wanted to do music. I mean, he didn't want to do you know, anything else. But he dropped out of Western. He started going to Bluegrass Community and Technical you know, College. Um I guess he was going to focus on a trade, and he decided that he just wanted to do music at the end of the day, so he only did that for a little while, and ended up, he left school altogether, and he traveled, yeah, when he was 19, he traveled in between uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and Huntsville, West Virginia, Right. And, uh, he you know, played the bars and did his thing. And they were actually... Letting him in bars before he was even 21. Yeah. Which is crazy. Well, he was the talent. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but that that's always something cool, you know, to when you're so good that you get into a bar before you're 21. Because, I mean, nowadays, that, and well, even then, that's a big risk if he'd have got caught, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, speaking of that first album, uh, Bottles and Bibles, did you know it was recorded in his friend's backyard? I didn't know that. Mm-mm. Yes, he told that to uh, the Rolling Stones magazine. Sure was. So, that's pretty cool. So, around this time, he uh, moved in with his uh, parents and uh, him and his girlfriend at the time. They were saving up to... Uh, to buy a used camper, which he does pull off, as you'll see later on. Uh, it also shows that he was working at a sawmill part-time while he was playing music, which sawmill work is uh, that, that's pretty hard work. Yeah, and you're lucky if you, you know, uh, still have all your fingers at the end of it. <laughs> right. I had an uncle who did that, and he retired. Um, I think he retired when he was 40. He put in 20 years at a sawmill. And, of course, he put in another 20 mowing yards. I mean, he was just from that breed that yeah. is just work hard, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you don't see anybody, like, milking the clock at a sawmill. No. Unless you're a foreman. Right. I got a buddy who, who uh, uh, runs one, him and his brother. Yeah, you know, his dad owns it, and essentially they they do some stuff, but they sit in the office a lot and just kind of talk. And <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not the way it used to be. No, no, no. You can tell they're not the ones actually, you know, doing the work. <laughs> right, right. 
So uh, with uh, Bottles and Bibles, his first studio album, even though it wasn't actually a studio, uh, that was done in, when he was 19. And then um, that had a few good songs on it that kind of caught the attention of uh, Sturgill Simpson's drummer, Miles Miller, who introduced that music to Sturgill. And the cool thing is, is they're both from Kentucky. Yep, they definitely are. Yeah. So Tyler then forms his band, the Food Stamp Band, which uh, those guys have been very loyal to him. They're still with him to this day, which is very cool. He's been very loyal to them as well. So it's a, it's a two-way street. Now It's a, we, it's a good, yeah, good group together. Right. Oh, well, that's what you get when you come to Kentucky. You either love them or hate them. There's no that's in between. Right. There's know? no in between, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he also, when you mentioned Lexington, Kentucky, he released two EPs from a place up there called the Red Barn Radio, which I, I've i never heard about that place until I heard about Tyler. Have you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a little bit at, you know, about it because – I lived up there for a little while, but uh, I had only heard about it in passing until you know, Tyler came along and got real famous. Um, then I started hearing about it a little bit more. Of course, a few of his EPs he released, like you said, are performed live from there. And yeah, that's. Uh, but I mean, other than that, I haven't heard of it, any other artist, you know, right. from there. But yeah. So, uh, Tyler, this was one of the first times that he was really getting uh, some recognition. And he was in an interview, and he said, you know, basically, I sing about my life and my people, the opioid crisis, hard work, uh, poor people, the proud life, and loving a woman, and cold. So he kind of did include a little bit of everything that, uh, that he does sing about, if you've heard him. He definitely does. He throws in little Easter eggs too in a lot of his songs about you know things that are you know happening in eastern Kentucky. Like that was a big landslide because of you know flooding. And they called it, you know, Sludge River. And in one of the songs it says Sludge River Roll. I don't know if you ever noticed that, but he talks about that. Just a whole bunch of little Easter eggs he throws in his songs, just you know, referencing, you know, stuff about eastern Kentucky. Which is really cool. That that is, and, and the cool thing that I found out about him when I was researching this is, I know we haven't even got to that part yet, but the song "Lady May," um, if you sit down and truly listen to it, he's it's, telling a woman how much he loves her with words that people have never even. It's a beautiful song. To, yeah, been able to describe yet. Yeah, I mean, you know. It, it it just blows my mind how he was able to take something. And, of course, you hear it, and it's like, oh, that's a good song. But, no, sit down and actually, truly listen to this. all the words. Read the right. lyrics. Read the lyrics and then hear how it you know, sings it to you. It's beautiful. It is. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. So, on that, uh, the EPs that he released from Lexington, it had one of my favorites on it. Uh, White House Road. That was the first time that he introduced that song. Yeah. Follow You to Virgie and Shake the Frost, which is Yeah, Follow You to Virgie is an amazing song that he wrote for his uh, friend's grandmother who passed away. 
Oh, really? He 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 wrote that in like two days. His uh, friend had called and said that his grandmother had died. And I don't know if you've listened to the words of that song. I haven't. Oh, my goodness, man. It'll make you cry. If you sit down I, and listen I to it, it'll make you cry. Because he wrote it in just a couple days, and he sang it at her funeral. Wow, that's a yeah. hell of a friend. He said it took him over two years before he could perform that song and not start crying. Wow. Yeah. It's so, extremely sweet. So then 2017, which is a, a very viral video of the vinyl sessions that's on YouTube, he does a Nose to the Grindstone, which is phenomenal. Yeah. Covers so much, you know. It does. And then he does uh, White House Road again uh, acoustically and Follow You to Virgie. Those mm-hmm. three right there, if you check them out on YouTube, that's the number one video that's going to pop up is the final sessions of him doing that. But mm-hmm. I suggest you listen to the album version because it's just as good, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can hear the passion in his voice when he's you know, singing those songs live, though. It, yeah. It, yeah, it really does add another element you know, to it because you can tell that he is extremely passionate about what he's singing about. You know, he's got skin in the game and it means a lot to him. It's a lot more than just a song. Yeah. I mean, when it kicks off with daddy, I mean, right there, Yeah, you you can hear him like connecting to his father in, Mm -hmm. in a situation that we've all been in. Like I'm going to be as honest as I can right now, dad, you know, and it's just, it's amazing. And at this point is when Sturgill, actually begins to get involved in 2017 with Purgatory, mm-hmm. which is known as his second album, even though technically, musically-wise, it is what it is, but it's known as his second album, which is right. produced by Sturgill and uh, David Ferguson. Do you know who David Ferguson worked with uh, famously? You know, I did not go down that rabbit hole with him. Who? Tell me about him. He was uh, Johnny Cash's main producer when he was alive. Wow. Now, if that ain't country, folks, <laughs> I'll kiss your ass. What about you know? that? How about, how about me dropping knowledge on you? Hey, that, that is, you got me on that one. You did. I, I thought you were going to say somebody recent. No, 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 no. The legend. <laughs> wow. Mr. Johnny Cash. So that was uh, recorded at the butcher shop in Nashville, Tennessee. Released by Hickman Holler Records, which is Tyler's record label that he owns, that he oversees everything. Uh, as of 2019, that only sold uh, 89,900 copies, but I'm pretty sure if they updated the numbers here in 2021, it's much higher than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In- NPR uh, labeled him as number 39 out of the top 50 best albums of that year in 2017. Country slash Americana albums of 2017, the Rolling Stones gave him a 14 out of 40, which is impressive for a guy who's not backed by a major record label. Right. You know? He said in interviews before he hates the title Americana. <laughs> yeah. He hates it. He, but I mean, if you ask him, he's country, and he is. But yeah. I mean, he's also yeah, folk. He's oh man, I don't know. He's he fits like a lot in of a, molds. In a, yeah, I mean, there's not really a 
of course, he's not rock and roll. He's not no. rap or hip hop. So anything besides that is what he is, you yeah. know? Yeah. He's kind of creating his own little style that, you know, I think Sturgill, he went on so many different paths here re- recently, paths mm-hmm. recently. Uh, I think Tyler, he he's going to end up being massive. He just needs time to grow, you know? He's still young. Yeah, and I don't know. I I mean, honestly, I don't know if that's what he wants. Yeah, he just wants to make a living. That's kind of what I was thinking as well. You know, I feel like he just wants to make a living and doing what he loves. Yeah, and yeah. So on that album, he had ten songs, and the biggest ones were, of course, "Lady May," which he wrote for his wife Sonora May. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's from Estill County, Kentucky, which is also over in the mountains. For some oh, reason, I, I think what I was thinking is, yeah, Sonora. I was thinking of the little town Sonora, which is you know, close to us. I, right. For some reason, I I was thinking she was from close to here, but she's not. <laughs> yeah. She's from the mountains as well. But, I mean, that's that's cool. She's been, you know, with him uh, for a while. And she's also a singer, songwriter. You know, they didn't get married till 2019, even though they've been together a lot longer than that time yeah, span. Yeah, yeah. So, that song was also used as a very main part in the TV ster- series Yellowstone. Do you watch that? I don't, no. Oh, my goodness. You need to, man. It is, it's got Kevin Costner in it. But basically, the badass of the show is with the farmer's daughter, Everybody's gone home working from this ranch. He steps out. It looks like kind of like a rodeo arena. He turns on the lights. He hits the boom box. And what song is playing? Lady May. I mean, <laughs> and, and like I just about died because yeah, I feel like Tyler doesn't get enough recognition that he deserves. And then to hear a number one TV show Using Lady May was just yeah. like, wow, I got cold chills when I heard it. That's really cool. So that was the first time that we were introduced to Feathered Indians. And not the first time, but the first time studio-wise, White House Road. Now, if you look on TikTok, there is a video of Kid Rock sitting on his bus rocking out to White House Road. Hmm. Which is just cool. You know, anything Kid Rock's cool. Yeah, he's yeah. rocking out to uh, White House Road. So, 2017, uh, the album debuted at, uh, let's see here, the U.S. Top Country Album, number 12, Folk Album, number 4, Indie Album, number 3. It was certified gold with 500,000-plus sales. So, it was kind of a big year for him. You know, his first time jumping on board with Sturgill and I believe that it was very beneficial to him. Yeah, for sure. So, so in 2019, he releases uh, Country Squire, which that's what he um, names his RV. Did you know that? But uh, the song Country Squire is about. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but if people didn't know him, they right. wouldn't know that he had an RV. So yeah. he actually lived in it, you know, like you said. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that song also was produced by the same two geniuses. Um, let's see here. 
he released that on his own label, of course. It had two massive songs that they pushed very hard, which was House Fire. You like that song? It's okay. It's not my favorite, but it's good. That That's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the other ones that we've already talked about versus House Fire. Yeah. And then All of Yorn. All Yorn, yeah. Yeah. Now, that song, I I think that song was played on radio more than any other song that he's ever had, correct? It was. It was. And also, it was the song, the uh, theme song for college football in the SEC last year. Really? <laughs> yeah. And that song, I don't know if you've ever really broke down the lyrics of that song. You should. But he's a genius when it comes to lyrics. And, mm. like, he meant everything it's a song about you know being on the road you know because he's playing music and he's being away from his wife and essentially it's a song to her to let him you know let her know that even though he's on the road he's still thinking about her and yeah it's really cool if you if you if you listen to the words like yeah it's, well, I mean, it to... had me hooked when he talks about I'll love you till my lungs run out. I yeah. mean, you don't hear a lot of people using that kind of language, you know? Yep. <laughs> but yet so many people can connect to it because, you know, people like me and you don't know how to write songs, but we want to tell our old lady that we love them. So we play something like this, you know? Right, I mean, right. It's, it's phenomenal what good songwriters can do. It is. So that first week, that album sold 24,000 copies. As of March 2020, it is a total of 65,400 copies, which I'm sure that's a hell of a lot more than now. Uh, It debuted at number one at the top of the country slash folk um, charts. All of Yorn. Am I saying it right? No, all Yorn. You're adding a word. Your All all of Yorn. So when he says it, it's all of your. All All your, your, and you're all mine. Mm -hmm. So it's all yarn. A L L space Y O U R apostrophe N. Yeah, that's what I said. All of yarn. You said all of yarn. (laughs) There's no of in it. All yours. Yeah. Like yes. That. All yours. Okay. All yours. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, it was nominated for a 2019 Grammy. Did you know that Sturgill Simpson sung backup on that album? Yes. Did you? Just because he talked about it on Joe Rogan. That's the only reason. Oh, I'm okay. Like gotcha. That's somebody that I wish that uh, Joe would get on the show. You know, he tried to at one point. He tried to get Tyler on, but, you know, Tyler had something. I think he had a tour going on, and he wasn't going to be anywhere close to, you know, the studio to do it with Joe. And then COVID hit, and, yeah, it's just not. I think eventually he will be, though. Because, you know, Joe Rogan's a huge fan of uh, Tyler. Yeah. He's talked about him numerous times. Well, 2020. Or I say 2020, he released Long Violent History, and it had nine songs on it. What do you mm-hmm. think of that album? Well, I mean, it's all instrumental, but except for the last song. Right. But um, it's, I'd be interested to you know, see if he put some you know, you know, lyrics behind some of those. 
uh, some of the beats are you know pretty good and intriguing to see what he could do with it you know lyrically but uh you know, Long Violent Histories, the the song that has lyrics to it. Have you listened to the words a bit? No, I haven't. <laughs> well, uh, he has an interesting viewpoint, and I appreciate it. It's it's right after the whole you know, uh, George Floyd thing. I think I've seen some kind of long video that isn't he like yeah, talking yeah, he had, directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he I don't talked really directly about it, and about then because he had a whole lot of backlash in the song <clears throat> for the song, he was just you know saying in it. And this is what he said in the interview. He said, "I'm only you know saying this, and I only you know, put that in the song to let you know that there are no differences between you know somebody in the inner city in you know, <clears throat> Minneapolis and then the you know, people in Eastern Kentucky. We're the same." the same people so if you were hurting yeah we're hurting and if something was to happen to you know somebody in our little mountain community yeah we'd all come together or would we yeah we don't know i'm just saying you need you need to think about if you were in the same situation you know what you would do which that makes sense oh yeah i I completely agree with him yeah well, you know, speaking of social media, he he has a pretty massive following um, on his Facebook. Uh, at one time, it was at one hundred fifty three thousand followers. Uh, on his Instagram, it was two hundred forty nine thousand, and then on Twitter, it is sixty two thousand. Which uh, that's a pretty good amount of people following you. You know, it is, and he's still a young man, so yeah, I mean, he's still and- got plenty of time. And, you know, I want to speak about something, too, uh, when it comes to social media. You know, there's there is a such thing to where some artists and and I'm not going to say who, but they you can pay a certain amount to have like fake accounts come get you a bunch of reviews and comment on your thing. But at the end of the day, you can do that same thing by going out and playing bars. I mean, Tyler done it. Yeah. For how many years before he ever had a song, uh, you know, that he could actually hand somebody? I mean, yeah. you know, that that's what pisses me off these people. You know, I, I just feel like you appreciate it more if you actually go to a live crowd and perform your craft, you know? Well, I think at the end of at the end of the day, they're going to realize, you know, they're going to get better by going out and playing the music and introducing people to it like that, uh, rather than spending money. Cause I'm, I'm sure in the short, you know, run, it's making them a little money and that's helping them out right now, but it's not making them any better. And and essentially based on a lie, you know, well, I mean, that's neither here nor there. I can't fault somebody for, yeah, trying to make some money. Yeah. And well, what you'd love to do. So. Actually, I have to give a thumbs up to Bobby Bones this week. And it's something that I never, ever in my entire life thought that I would say. But he recently on his TikTok, he's been, you know, bringing this stuff to light because, you know, there's record labels and there is people who have number one songs on iTunes. But yet when they go play shows, nobody shows up. I mean, it, it's it's such a sad world 
that we live in musically because there's people like Tyler who deserve number one, but you got somebody singing about something that makes no sense, making it number one on iTunes because they bought a bot. Right. So I do got to give uh, Bobby Bones uh, this week. Is there a uh, is there a little love growing there? No. No, you can guarantee that that will die. Now, listen, <laughs> if he keeps doing what he's doing, because he actually got from the record labels, because he basically said these war shows are a joke, just like what you talked about last week, how you don't care if the if they are entertainer of the year, like Tim McGraw. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a, a damn about Tim McGraw. I would buy Tyler tickets before I would Tim McGraw, and Tim McGraw has truckloads more awards than Tyler does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, but basically he said that the, it is, it's a bidding war between record labels, and they decide on who they're going to vote with, and that's who becomes the winner, which is yeah. bullshit. It so, is. This is about that money. It's all about money. It's all anybody of money, cares about. Speaking of money, Tyler's net worth is uh, right now listed between 100 k and $1 million. That's a big jump. <laughs> That's a big difference. Yeah, I know. They didn't really, uh, you know, have nowhere to name it because Tyler, you know, he does everything in-house. And yeah, I got to take my hat to him because, you know, he's pretty he's frugal. Right. He's pretty frugal as yeah. far. He doesn't, doesn't really spend a lot of money, I don't think. Um, he lives modestly. And he also... Uh, gives a lot of his money away, honestly, to uh, yeah charities. Uh, Martin County, Kentucky, in in the in the, in the mountains of eastern Kentucky, uh, they had a water issue and they couldn't get water to a lot of people. And he was one of the ones who spearheaded a group in you know, raising money to to bring water that they could you know drink and cook with and all that. Uh, so. He spent a lot of money doing that. He he does a lot for his community, um, and I mean, <clears throat> you have to respect that too. Especially considering he doesn't have a ton, like a lot of these artists do. He doesn't have a ton of money, but he has some, and what he has, he helps people with. Right. Got to respect that. Got and, to. And he seems like the type who probably makes very well financial decisions. You know. Yeah, I'm sure he does. So. That that's basically all that I have on Tyler. Yeah, I mean he's he's still yeah relatively yeah new. I mean he's not he's not been around a, a real long time. He's only got a, a few albums. So I and I'm almost willing to bet that if you're any type of person who respects a well written song, yeah, you're gonna listen to Tyler and you're gonna find at least one song that you can connect to at least yeah. one. I've got like twenty. Yeah, <laughs> that I, I know. Love. I'm in that same boat. Well, I have about five that are my go-to with Tyler. So I had a bunch of them. And you know, Lady May, I didn't like it at first. I loved it. First time I, I heard it, I loved it, it. And when I broke it down, it is a genius of a song. Genius, yeah. pure genius. So mm -hmm. if if you were telling somebody about Tyler for the first time, what song would you have them play first? Um, man, that's a tough one. Uh, I have a tie. I mean, I wouldn't do one. I would, 
I would give them five songs. Yeah. Well, if you uh, only had to pick one. I can't, can't do that. Can't do that. My two would be depends what they like. Feathered Indians or White House Road. Either one of those would be my first introduction. See, I would go Feathered Indians would be one of them. Uh, White House Road is a good song, but it's not not one of my. Yeah. Um. You could go with. Uh, my, <clears throat> my nose on the grindstone. Oh yes. Um, you got to use one of them, either that or follow you to Virgie. You know, one of those two, that's the same style of song. Um, or, yeah, coming down, yeah, rock salt and nails. Yeah. Which is a remake, but still a great song. Like, and, and not a remake, it's a cover. Um, but that's actually a song my son knows. Really? <clears throat> rock salt and nails. Do you know that song? You know, I don't think I've heard that one, but I will check it out. You should. It's a good song. And I, I love Coming Down. Hmm. That's that's probably my favorite song. I'll have to check that out. Which which gets into the hypotheticals. You got your yes. fight. You know, the you know, song you want to fight to, the song you want to make love to, and the song you want to listen to on repeat and just chill. Okay, my fight song would have to be White House Road. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, yeah, Dead Man's Curve. Oh, wow. Wow. See, I should have wrote all the songs down in front of me. Because <laughs> when you mention them, then it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Uh, the Make Love Song. Lady May. That's mine, too. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really sweet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's about the only, well, it's not the only real sweet one, but. It's the sweetest of all of them. Uh, uh, it's just so well written. It is. I mean, it is. Like, that's going to be a song to his true fans, I think, that he will go down in history for. Like, like if they played one song at his funeral or whatever, I mm-hmm. think it would be Lady May. Not only because it's dedicated to his wife, but just because he finally took a love song and described it in ways that even Alan Jackson, that even Johnny Cash... I mean, he just took it to another level. If it was at his funeral, I bet they would play Follow You to Virgie because that's what it's about. <laughs> it's yeah, about well, somebody dying, but, uh, and, yeah. you know, going to heaven. Yeah. But well, it, it is, I'm just saying to me. Right, right. Like, that would be a song that I would dedicate to my wife to have played at my funeral. I mean, Follow You to Virgin, I didn't know that that was about a funeral, which I may have not dissected it the same way. So after I go listen to it, I may come back and be like, oh, I get you. But at this point, I didn't know. Right, right. Yeah, you will be that way. The first time I heard the song, Follow You to Virgin, I had heard the story beforehand. And then I listened to the story or, you know, the song and I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I, I cried the first time I heard it. So, so what was the very first song that you ever heard of Tyler's? First song I heard of Tyler's was, Ooh, let's see. That is a good question. I'm trying to, it could have been, I think it was fall you to Virgin. 
Well, the very first song that I heard was the uh, vinyl sessions of him doing Nose to the Grindstone. And the way that my past is, that song right there connected to me so amazingly. So that's what drew me in. And then, you know, you go song after song from that point. Yeah. So we got to do a chill song. Yeah. What's yours? It's it's I've got two, man. Nose to the Grindstone and Feathered Indians. And I mean, I know I picked all the songs that most people know, but mm-hmm. I mean, those songs are just, it, it's kind of hard for me to find anything better because of the point of my expectations are like, okay, you're, you're golden with just those. So I don't want to search because I'm okay with hearing this one a hundred times. Right, right. I'm definitely going to go for the ones that you talked about. Yeah. What I'm going to. I'm going to say I have an honorable mention, which is uh, Feathered Indians. I do love that song. Mm-hmm. But the song I can listen to on repeat is Coming Down. I'm going to have to check that one out because yeah. I, I, I haven't even seen that one. Oh, it's great. It's uh, it's on the one they did on the <clears throat> Red Barn Radio. Okay. Gotcha. And Follow You to Virgie is too. But yeah. Uh, I mean, that has everything that I know about Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, that's me too. You and, ready to rating? Yeah, I'm ready. You want to go first this time? Sure. Go so, it. um, I am a harsh rater. I love Tyler Childers. I love his music. I think he's a great person. Um, for his, you know, talent as far as you know, singing and songwriting, I'm gonna give him a star for his work that he does in his home community. And for you know the way he represents where he's from, I love that. That's another star. Um, I love that he writes his own music and he does his own thing. He's not on you know, some <clears throat> record label that doesn't appreciate him. He does it all himself. So I'm giving three stars for that, and I'll give him another star because. Because, man, I mean, he could have, a, if all he had was the songs that he has now, and that's all he ever releases, I would still you know, uh, listen to his music on a weekly basis. Yeah. Because they're that good. So, uh, yeah, he's getting four stars. Okay. Are you good? I'm good. All right. I, I'm putting Tyler at 3.75. And the reason is, is because I feel like there's a lot more that he's going to write about. And I I can't wait until he starts having children so he can write that, you know, father to son song that me and you are going to connect to, you know, uh, with our children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to that. And right now, I mean, you know how I am. I mean, you know, in my book, He's as country as it gets. But if I give him five now, I mean, you know, I, I want to see him do more. I want to hear more. You if, he, know? if you give him five now, he's got nothing to strive for. So he's right. got to make sure right. he gains those stars from you later in the future. <laughs> exactly. You know, I really want his musical career to rely on my rating. <laughs> Not really. Yeah, but, yeah. like, he's the type of guy that, 
Like, I would probably give my whole paycheck to hear songs that haven't been recorded yet. Just yeah. to hear them. Yeah. You ain't got to give me a copy. I just want to hear it, you know? Especially if it's anything like Lady May. Yeah. If it's anything, so, if it's anything like any of them. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, he sings exactly. with such passion. It's amazing. I can't find one song that I'm like, man, that sucks. Why'd you record yeah. that? He's you know? got a few songs that are you know, different, like you know, Universal Sound. I like it, but it's so different from everything else. It they produced the shit out of it. Like, yeah, it was, it was a lot of they added a lot to it. Which, I, agree. I mean, it's it's fine. And the uh, you know, lyrics, like the song, it's kind of like they pulled back his reins a little bit. Is what it feels like to me. I don't know. They just they added a bunch of a bunch of extra shit that he doesn't usually add to his songs. Yeah, and Which, he doesn't need that. No, you know, but the lyrics are fiddle, good. Like as far as what the song's about, yeah. it's it's a Tyler Childers song. It's just not produced the same way as the rest of them. Yeah. But well, a fiddle and a guitar and his mm-hmm. voice is all he'll ever need. Yeah, that's very true. That's it. Well, man, I believe that's a wrap. Yep. All yep. right, everybody. We appreciate you still listening. We see the numbers growing and. You guys have no idea how much it means to us, and we'd love to hear from you. Go check us out on Facebook. Comment on who you want to hear. We only got a few more till this season's over, and then we're going to come back with an explosive season number two. Everybody have a good week. Yes, sir. Stay safe. See you.